Hey everyone, welcome to Pink Shade with Aaron Martin. We're coming back to you talking about 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days from our quarantine bunkers. Mary Payne Gilbert, my bunkie, my goddess, my baby girl. She's back with me and she is ready to recap this shit. This week's episode was insane. Hi. There was a lot. Of there was this, a lot. This, there was a lot going on. We were just discussing before we started, like, where should we start? Because all the stories are pretty big. Yeah, I know. And I was just saying, I watched Pillow Talk and they didn't even include, well, they never include He Who Will Not Be Named, which right. God, I think that's a great move, at least if they're going to keep him on TV for the story, they're not going to recap it on Pillow Talk. So they don't include him. But then they also didn't include Ash and Avery on Pillow Talk this week. And I'm like, it's because there was so much to talk about with the other yeah. couples, you know? Yeah, I think, and it could have been that they, they did it, but then when they looked at the footage, like the responses weren't good enough you know so they just took it out completely it's true his eyes didn't bug out as much this week right nobody was like screaming about his jeggings right (laughs) his jeggings were seated neatly on a rock okay (laughs) before we get to him we're going to talk about yolanda we're going to start there but i got to check in with you how are you doing are you hanging in there okay um i'm yeah you know i'm doing okay and um i'm just you know every time an amazon fresh window opens i throw about 400 things in my cart and I see the Amazon fresh man every night. And <laughs> no, I mean, I haven't been to the store. I haven't anywhere. I did go, like I said, I went to Goodwill um, again and I went by uh, a friend's house to drop off her crock pot that's been there since December. She really wasn't missing it, obviously, but she was like, thanks, I guess. But um, she came out and just like stood by the car, you know, and talked to her and I'm um, still doing my daily walks with my neighbor down the street. And that's it. I mean, I'm just working and turns out I don't mind being in the house. Yeah, it turns out it's not too bad. If people will leave me alone frequently mm. enough, I'm okay. Mm. I'm okay. And we're very blessed that we still have um, some jobs going on. You know, we're okay. We're not first responders. We're thinking of everybody out there who's struggling in a million ways. And people who are getting sick, too. You know? Yep. We're yep, thinking yep, of yep. you guys. And just keep reaching out and keep keep your virtual communities close this time. Um, we did yard work all weekend. Like it was actually glorious. And the first time ever I've enjoyed doing yard work. I loathe doing yard work, but I was like, Hey, let's get out there. Let's cut some weeds down. Let's (laughs) chop some hay. Let's do like the farmers do. We did yard work constantly all over the place. Skyler played outside. Okay. Here's this crazy fucking thing that happened though. In our yard, there's, there's like weird drainage pipes that go everywhere. They go through all the yards. You know, everybody's got these things going on underneath. Plus, we have this irrigation system that the previous owners put in. We don't know what this thing is. We don't need an irrigation system for anything. Like, it rains. That's our irrigation system. Uh-huh. So we're like, okay, let's discover where these things go. So we turn on the hose. We turn on the system. In our yard, like a sci-fi movie, a bubble of grass, a, a pretty big bubble, starts just rising from the <gasps> earth, rising almost like it's gonna burst like uh-huh. uh like a dr pimple pimple popper of the yard oh. uh-huh. <clears throat> that's what it looked like we walk over to it and step on it it's like a wave of water underneath bruce has to slice this thing open like dr pimple popper with a All shovel right. uh-huh and peel back the sod like it's a toupee and there's a full lake underneath like a full lake i was like is there a body under here the neighbors all come over we're all standing far apart keeping our social distance it was like the most excitement we'd all had in three weeks we're like what's under here who's buried what's happening yeah he puts his shovel down there's like concrete under there there's some kind of pavers pipes i don't know this is probably a really boring story but for us this is how boring quarantine is we were like so thrilled that there was something happening in the yard but where in your yard because i'm trying to think if i know what your front yard looks like and i know your backyard backyard backs up to the the golf course yep Uh backyard to the side a little bit and we've noticed that whole area is like very soggy all the time like you can hardly walk through it even the little dog chewy like walks around it because he's such a priss so when you turned on the like the sprinkler system, yeah, it bubbled up over there. So there was a hole in that pipe over there. Yes, or there's some kind of like drain blocked up. That I don't know. We're gonna have to get people to come out here and fix it because all that we could do, the extent of work that we could do, was peel the earth back like a toupee and then flap it right on back over again, like David's wig. You're really grossing me out, but but. <laughs> 
I want to know what that hard thing is under there. Is it somebody buried in concrete under the house? Okay, that was my first thought too. And so our neighbor, I said that out loud in front of Skyler and everyone. I said, if there's a body under here, we're all witnesses that none of us knew about it beforehand. I said, we just moved in. We're the newest people here. And they're like, "Uh and I was like, I think that's funny. But now they're freaked out by me. (laughs) My first thought. And Bruce is completely unfazed whenever I say anything inappropriate. (laughs) So is Skyler. But they were like, oh, uh, it's probably just a drain clogged. And I'm like, yeah, well, who knows? Did you feel this concrete? It's wrapped around somebody's ankles. <laughs> oh, my God. So that's our quarantine excitement. That is exciting. I know. I know. So I will let you know if there are further developments on that front. And also, we're homeschooling like mofos this week. I mean, they have really gotten it together at school, which is a good thing for schedule and a bad thing for me because, like, it is It's like freaking six hours. I can't believe that. I I really can't believe that. I was telling Mary Payne before we started recording, and then we get an email. Here's their homework for tonight. I'm like, homework? What? Say what? Excuse me? Did I I read that right? It's all homework. You're at home. It's homework. You're already working at home. All homework. Do you think these kids... Girl. Okay. Well, you know what? Let's save it for Patreon. Let's save it for Patreon. Uh, Speaking of Patreon, thank you guys for supporting us over there. Thank you to my Pink Shade patrons, the newest ones, Kat and Kimberly. Thank you so much on the Pink Shade Patreon. That's where I bonus, where I bonus, (laughs) where I post all my bonus content for just me and whoever else I'm talking to that week. And then Mary Payne and I have Hey Bunky patreon.com slash heybunky that's where we do our bonus recaps every week and we're still working on tiger king we're comparing the documentary on netflix which i hear we're getting a new episode i heard that and i couldn't believe it and then this morning on my weekly pain in the pod conference call situation the girl on there was like oh you know there's coming out with a new episode i was like is that true or was that a jeff Lowe thing and she was like no it's true it's true okay what are they gonna talk about like an update of what everybody's to do. I don't, what are they going to talk about? Well, like we've said though, cause we're on Hey Bunky, we're covering still Vanderpump rules. We're going to be adding some new shows in as the month goes on. Cause some new stuff is coming up on TLC, especially, but we're doing a tiger King comparison of the documentary on Netflix versus the podcast and other interviews that are out there. Cause there's a lot that they didn't cover on the documentary. So maybe they're going to be including some things that people have been saying, why wasn't this covered on Netflix? Maybe. Or maybe talking to people how they look now, like John Finley with his new teeth or Dylan. Now, we could save it for Hey Bunky, but I hope I don't know if you heard Dylan on Radio Andy show. I did not. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that on Hey Bunky okay. because he called in again today, too, but I haven't listened to it yet. Ooh. Okay. All right. Well, we got to do that. We have lots of journalism to do before then. Uh, also, even though he wasn't featured this week, we have to tell you guys about the hashtag journalism that Lindsay, one of our bunkies, did on David's mm-hmm. wig. Mm-hmm. It's a wig. It's a wig. It is confirmed. You. It is absolutely confirmed. Um, according to her research, we got close-up shots. Lindsay works with hair replacement and wigs, and she's actually local. And she was like, let me look at this and I will show you. And what were the things that she showed as evidence? Okay. When he brushed his hair, like I told you, he didn't get it from the root. He just sort of fluffed it on the top. She showed that when he did that, you could see like a seam, like she slow-mo zoomed it in. And then she also showed that the sideburns were brown, but the wig was like a dark brown. Yeah. Yep. So that, that sideburn situation that you keep talking about is the wig system going over the ear. But his real sideburn, he's dying that up brown, and that's right beside his ear. That's his actual hair. Right. And also, in the scalp, in the scalp, you can't see any scalp. No, in that's the part. Way to, in, the in, part. The part. Yeah. in the part, you can't see the scalp, yeah. Oh, man. She zoomed up on the Pink Shade with Aaron Martin Facebook page. This is where Lindsay posted all of her evidence and her research. And we were like, thank you for your service. Thank you, Bunky, for your service to the masses, because we have been going round and round. I mean, it does look like a wig, but then at certain times you're like, well, I don't know. It's on there pretty good. I, but I was like, his hairstyle doesn't change. He's on a unicycle. He's on an airplane. He's going to be running through the streets of the Ukraine. He's He's been on an airplane for 26 hours. His hair always looks the same. He wakes <laughs> up, it looks the same. It never changes. It's a wig. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So we've solved that mystery. Something that hasn't been solved yet, except by everyone but Yolanda, is the mystery of Williams. Uh-huh. 
is she trolling us at this point? Is she just acting this dumb or is she really this daft? I don't know. Like we were both saying, I know that Katrina from the broadcast has some info, but I um, haven't followed it as close as I should have. But I do know that supposedly from what she says, that most of it is entirely fake and that I don't know if it's once she realized he was Nigerian, she went along with it or I don't I don't know. I don't. It doesn't even make sense that she's on the show, that she's even on before the 90 days. I mean, David at least flew over there under his delusion. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's at least on a trip walking Mm -hmm. around. And and Caesar. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. Caesar, too. (laughs) Went somewhere. Yeah. I love when they take the full camera crew with them and they're just alone with them. There's no one ever else going to be there. So Yolanda is never going to go on this trip. I mean, if she goes, come on now. She's got a free trip. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's how you okay. do it. Well, we start out with her, with Yolanda and her beautiful daughter at some mm-hmm. cafe talking about, you know, what what's happening? He texted me back, but his the gram is still down. He just can't <laughs> seem to get that profile working. And let's do some research. Within like five seconds, her daughter's like, he's Nigerian. Uh-huh. Uh, here's his real name. Like, I think you need to call this number. So you're but- she no, looks ahead. up his name, and yeah, she looks up his name and says it's Nigerian, and then she tickety tap on the keyboard and says, oh, he looks like he's with a student organization in Nigeria, and then she tickety taps some more and was like, here's his name, here's his phone number, he's with the student organization in Nigeria, are any of these pictures him? And she whirs the computer around, and she's like, no, none of those look like him. Um, and Kara says, you know, Nigeria has this history of scams and maybe you should ask him about it. And Kara's like, now, mom, what do you believe? And Yolanda says, well, how could he have a British accent and maybe a Nigerian is hacking his account? So maybe part of him has my heart. I'm going to have to ask him these questions. I'm devastated. She actually types in her phone. Are you a Nigerian? Are you a Nigerian baby? I'm going to send you that text later today. Are you Nigerian dot, 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 baby? Question mark. Why are you not answering back, baby? It's like, but it it's, it looks like, are you a Nigerian baby? But she, she put a dot, dot, dot. Are okay. you Nigerian dot, 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 baby? Um, yeah, she says, um, so then we see her in her kitchen and she says, and she's in a, she's so, such an attractive woman. I'm like looking at her cute hair and her cute earrings. And she says, um, you know, he hadn't answered the phone for three or four days and it's just perplexing as to why he won't pick up. But, you know, I just worry that I'm offending him with my questions. Are you a Nigerian baby? And then it says over the next two days, she reaches out, but he does not respond. I know the orange screen of death. Love it. Yeah. And then the now she's at her computer again, and she tells the producer, you know, I got an email from a complete stranger saying that they're going to release photos of my private pictures, provocative nude photos that I sent to Williams. And they say they know where I live, and I am a concerned for me and my family. They're going to do me harm. She, goes, she says, someone who is going to do me harm. She says, this cannot be Williams, because he has never talk to me in this tone. I think now, I think he was hacked and someone got the pictures and my email and my home address. So I need to know who did this. I, gosh, I, I, Williams is real. He's going to help me figure it out together. I mean, it, this would be a major betrayal, major betrayal. She, I was like, she said nude provocative photos to a person who she never even video chatted with. The people on pillow talk were like, what? I mean, the funniest thing is right when she started talking, Alexi goes, oh, she's going to say somebody hacked the account, hacked the Nigerian's account. And then she yeah. goes, someone must have hacked William's account. He's like, I told you. And Laura's <laughs> like, shut up. He goes, OK, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here it comes. OK, I zoomed in on her Gmail screen because I was dying. You know how Gmail comes up with those auto responses that you can choose from? Uh-huh, yeah, like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Get back to you soon. Thanks for the information. Whatever. Like, Gmail's responses to a threat of outing your nude photos are as follows. Uh, send me the photos or I will publish them or send me the money or I'll publish them online or whatever the email said. The responses, your choices are, okay, I will. Where are you from? Or who are you? I was dying. Uh-huh. I was like, Yolanda probably clicked one of these. Uh-huh. The you know second two did. would be the best answers. Yeah, not the first one. <laughs> 
love the first one. I love that the first one's okay, I will. Uh, and, and I'm pretty sure if she follows the account that it's supposed to be sent to, probably the same one that he was trying to get the airline ticket uh, money sent to oh, before yeah, she absolutely. decided she would come there. Yeah. Absolutely. I just can't believe that this is real. Yeah, it's, it's pretty stupid. so far down. It makes Caesar look a little bit smart. Like a, like a, like a touch. Um, I don't know about, I wouldn't go that far. Not smart. I'm using yeah. big words here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It looks, it makes him look a little bit, uh, more astute. I don't know. She is really reaching here, but like, well, she, he must've gotten hacked. The fact that she thinks that that photo is him. I know. Still is, is astounding. And she and thinks I can, he has and a accent. Yeah. And one of her children not to be like, because she's got about 36 kids living in that townhouse. While one of them, adult children, don't say, are you serious? Like, even Kara, who knows it all, can't just, like, flat out go, mom. I know, but they love their mom. Maybe they don't want to embarrass her on national TV, but she's embarrassing herself. And I'm wondering why. For her internet business? For her resale business? I don't know. We need to get, we need to, we'll just ask Katrina to tell us because I don't, okay. All right, let's move on. Avery and Ash, your boy, Avery. Mm-hmm. He's wearing he his jeggings. He yeah, he's wearing his jeggings. He didn't bug out his eyes quite so much with his Quasimodo disease this week. He um, he says, um, she says she's been there a few days, and because of their chemistry, she can see the future with him. And But she's tired, of, you know, jet lag, and she's worried about the brother said still. But now they're going to go on a plane to the other side of Australia for a three-day getaway that he's taking her on, which leads me to believe maybe he does have you know, a slight bit of money from his business. They go to, it's Cairns. It's Cairns, but it's like pronounced Canes or something. And it's a tropical wild place. And he says, I always tell my clients that couples need to get away from their daily lives to relearn one another. Um, y'all have been together three days uh-huh. and you already need, I mean, not three years. I so know. it is, his little it speechifying. Is, uh, I can't. I can't. I like that she calls him out. Like if he literally goes like past the salt, she goes, you know, that feels very rehearsed. I like it doesn't matter. She calls him out. Yep. Everything he says. So it is really pretty, pretty there. And so um, they go on this picnic, like right from the airport, which is strange. And she says, um, now, what was the deal with your brother? And he goes, well, I'm going to tell you that I think maybe my brother was just worried about what questions to ask you, but he is very supportive. And she goes, all right, that feels like a rehearsed way of saying things. And you're really great at being positive and everything, but it's not real life. So here's an example. Like when we talk about you bringing Taj, his son, to America, I'm not getting the full version of what's going on here. I need you to just be honest about sensitive topics. And he goes, well, I'm worried that if I'm really honest and you'll end things. And then he goes, yes, you're right. You're right. This thing with Taj, yes, we're going to have to uh, dive into that more. Yes. And she's just looking at him like, and I still don't have an answer. (laughs) He's like, I really appreciate that you want to dive into that. And thank you for asking that question. I'm like, can you please stop thanking her for bringing up topics and thanking her for asking that question? You're not running a... A convention here. It's always like, hey, we're we're out of time. We're gonna have to get that to next next week's session. We're out of time. <laughs> next week's session, we're gonna dive right into that. <laughs> See you next week at three. Totally. <laughs> like he wishes he could just have a button where he could shut her down. Be like, boy. Yeah. Well, he's he's used to getting his clients all the way to that point where they have a big question. A bit, we're out of time. That's uh, $94. Send me Venmo. I'll see you next week. I I just wonder, he is like a living, walking, breathing Instagram post. And is she just now picking up on that? Well, it's interesting when we talked to um, Jake and Matt of 90 Day Gays, it was interesting that I think that Jake said, um, no, no, it was Matt. Matt, who was the therapist, said that like in L.A., there's so many people that walk around like yoga teachers and, and health food nuts and stuff, and they only talk in these platitudes so that they don't even actually know what their own thought is anymore because they're always just sort of spouting, like a, being in a cult, right? They're always just spouting off what the what their cult leader says. And he gets that feeling from Ash that he's so used to talking in this therapist speech that he doesn't know really how to talk like a regular person. Right. He's lost the ability to communicate in any kind of authentic way. The fact that he goes, oh, my brother. Yeah, he's he's really supportive. I was like, wait, we all saw that scene. Huh? Yeah. He's not supportive. You were giving him the eyeball stare of death. Oh my God, like, please don't out of his mention head. anything that I said to you yesterday about her. She's here now. 
<laughs> do we want to let's let's just stay in australia and talk about stephanie and erica oh wait before we get to them did you watch the bonus scenes that were sent uh that you and i got a hold of no okay so there are some bonus scenes that we had access to that i don't know if you watched from the link i sent you and they'll probably no, play. but i will okay one of them is uh ash and avery petting some kangaroos and talking about how friendly they are and i took a bunch of screenshots <laughs> they're like they're so friendly and they just eat right oh and they take stuff out of your hands and i was like look at those little arms they can't punch you but they can kick they can kick i know that okay and anyway also, stephanie stephanie and erica uh are not doing well things are not going well they are falling apart um, the hair dye is fading out of Erica's hair in the back, which is a metaphor for how the entire relationship is going. It was vibrant and fun and colorful at first, and now it is just becoming stale and tired. And it's only been like two days. Yeah. Um, day two. Um, Stephanie says her online online persona is very sexual, but like we've seen. But Erica is respecting her decision not to have sex. Okay, so they're going to a place, um, and Stephanie is surprised to find out they're going to make a personal mold of their boobies like Kelly Dodd did that time on her balcony in Malibu where she made a personal mold of her boobies before she got them reduced. Right, um, they're going to do it in a public place with two randoms sitting at the end. Did you see uh, on Pillow Talk? Somebody said, it was like, who's that? <laughs> Who are these Alexa- two? Alexi kept going, I don't understand. I don't understand. She was like, okay, well, they're going, oh, okay. And Alexi goes, there's other people there. I don't, I don't understand. And then Lauren's like, so they're going to do the boobies and they're going to do like a mold at the boobies. And he was like, but I don't understand why, like, why? Like, I mean, she was just like, shh, be quiet. So Erica just whips her boobs out. And, um, you know, Erica's like, don't you think this is sort of like a sexy date? And Stephanie's just like, no. clinically applying plaster to her boobs. And I have to listen. I think Stephanie is sort of um, not what she has portrayed herself to be. But I think that also this is something that would be like, oh, this is like a fun private thing we're going to do. Also, maybe after we've had some sexual encounters with each other, like all of a sudden now I'm going to whip out my private parts. I mean. Yeah. Once again, I feel like everything is for a YouTube show. You know what I mean? Like we're going to go do this fun thing. And it's like, oh, this isn't really – this is weird. And there's the other two random people there and the woman who is like leading it and all these glitter things in back of them. I'm like, what is this? This looks like this is being made for a show and not 90 Day Fiance, like another show. And by the way, for them to make those plasters, have them dry and then paint them, they were there for hours. I know. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, this is not a quick project. Having done plaster with a child, this is not a quick, not of boobs, but this is not a quick I mean, project. It's so weird. And so um, Stephanie goes, well, no, it's just not really what I was expecting to do today. And uh, she says to the camera, you know, I just felt really weird because I haven't even touched her boobs before. And then there's other people around. So then the other people are asking them about each other. And Stephanie says, to the other people right there in front of Erica, you know, I really don't see the long distance working for too long. And Erica's like, well, I mean, I've got things booked as a photographer and, you know, I can't just like pick up my life. And, um, Erica says, you know, it's day two here and she's pressuring me to move to New York. And, and Stephanie's like, well, we kind of talked about this. Like if everything's going to work out, like you're going to move to New York. And, um, Erica tells her like, you tell me you want this big relationship and to be with me, but then you don't want to be intimate. So it's confusing. I was like, I think that you all just felt each other's boobs up in public. So I think you're doing all right. Um, yeah, I didn't get this. This felt like a fake fight because I was like, what's wrong with talking about long distance relationships versus moving somewhere? That's what you're there to talk about. Like, that's exactly what you're supposed to talk about, especially because, you know, you're on this show called 90 Day Fiance and they're filming you at this whack topless craft situation. Yeah, of course she's going to say that. It felt very strange. I'm like, you can't pick up your life. Don't you live with your parents and do photographs like randomly on the side? She's like, I have a a couple of weddings booked. I was like, listen, by the time you get to come over, it's going to be a year anyway. So I'm sure your weddings, you know, you're not booked out for a year. So um, they're getting ready to go on the date. And they both look, um, I mean, Erica's kind of got onto one of her wacky outfits. And Stephanie has on this really pretty dress. And she gives Erica this really pretty like little crown to wear. She's like, oh, you're my princess. It's really cute. They are so. Beautiful. They're both beautiful people. I don't enjoy the double nose ring. I listen. I don't I enjoy, enjoy the, it. I dig it. I don't. I don't enjoy the nose ring in the middle at all. But if you're going to have that, I don't think you should also have one on the side. It's one. It's one too many nose rings. 
There's only three places to pierce. You don't need to go for two. I say go for all three. All right. So um, anyway, she puts the crown on her and, you know, she looks really pretty and they're at dinner and um, Stephanie, she says that, um, well, hold on, I lost my place. I got so excited about the nose She's ring. talking about the app on her phone that she saw when Erica was showing yes. her a picture. She's like, well, I saw you still have a dating app on there. And I was just wondering if you're using it while you've been in a relationship with me long distance. And Erica looks like a mixture of shock and also resignation. Like I'm going to have to have this conversation. It almost looked like she was tearing up a little bit, but like angry tears. Did you see that? Am I reading too much into this? Yeah, but what app is there where there's a business side of the app and also a dating side of the app? That was some bullshit. I mean, funkies out there tell us if we're wrong, but what the hell? Is there there business to Tinder other than being a hooker? Like, I don't know what, what business it is on a dating app. Right. Is it like LinkedIn and then on one side you can date? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> LinkedIn with dating. This is like Jay and Ashley when Jay was like, I just went on Tinder because it said here to make friends. I, I, it was a friend finder from what I heard. Um, I was and getting so, blowjobs in the bathroom. She's my friend. <laughs> She's a friend. This is what friends do. Um, and so Erica says she hasn't been with anyone else. And um, Erica says, you know, I, I um, think that's inappropriate that you know, you don't trust me. And I think it's inappropriate. You looked at my phone and you don't trust me. And Stephanie says, well, you know, it makes me uncomfortable. And, you know, I've done a lot for you to be here. And Erica's like, um, everything makes you uncomfortable. And then all the people in Pillow Talk were like, everything makes her uncomfortable. And I'm like, well, you know, in her defense, the, the movie thing would have made me uncomfortable too. So, um, anyway, she's like, I deleted it. Like I deleted it. You commanded me to, I deleted it. So she's also like, getting, you know, they're both exaggerating the situation. So Erica takes off the crown and that makes Stephanie cry. And then she leaves. And then I wrote, is this for real? Like I was trying to really look, is Stephanie really having tears? Because I now know. I'm starting to not believe them at all. I don't know. But Erica seemed really mad. I mean, she really did seem upset. She goes, just because you buy me things doesn't mean you can control me. And she seemed really angry at that moment. I don't know if Stephanie's tears were real, but she seemed upset too. And she was like, you can just fuck off. Or this is fucking ridiculous. This date is over. Stephanie's like, you know, Erica really showed me her true colors. Um, I was like, her true colors are all over her head. Well, here's the thing. Um, there aren't true colors if you guys fell in love with or even fell in infatuation with each other's YouTube presences. You know what I mean? Right. Didn't you get uh-huh. to know each other besides watching each other's videos? Like, what um, is this? And I don't... Do we think Erica has YouTube? Or is it uh, just yeah. Stephanie? No, oh, she does. They both do. Okay. Am I wrong about that? I thought they both have YouTube shows. I know and Stephanie does, and I thought Erica just like watched her show, but it would make sense if she no, had one as well. I think she her her show well. has not been featured. That's why. Well, we're about to see it. She's making a name for herself, doing all these mm-hmm. fun activities like topless crafting, which is definitely something I'm going to take you on next time Mm-mm. we're together. I wouldn't even want to do that with my husband when I was uh, younger and uh. uh <laughs> more fit. Let's put it that way. I, would, I mean, I wouldn't want to do that with somebody that I was married to that I knew very well. I just find it very odd. Oh my God. So yeah, now that we've gained the quarantine, what were you talking about? At least 10 at this point? I mean, yeah, there's nothing I can do about it. I'm walking twice a day. I mean, there is something I can do about hard. it. I could, I could really eat less, but, um, I'm eating so just, much and I don't even care. Yeah. I don't care if I, like said, I think if I get sick, I need some extra weight on me. It's like survivor. You got to go in fat. Yeah. <laughs> My, um, you were saying that your husband came in the kitchen and saw you eating some chips and said, what are you doing? My husband walks through the kitchen and says things passive aggressively, like, huh, there were some thin mints in the pantry. (laughs) And I'll be like, I ate them. He's like, I wasn't blaming you. I'm like, yes, you were. (laughs) And we have a huge fight. (laughs) Seriously. I was eating chips at midnight. Okay, guys, I was eating chips at midnight, chips and dip at midnight because I was going to go to bed and I was like, I'm just going to eat one last time to comfort myself before I go to bed. Like, I need one last piece of comfort because I am stressed out and I'm thinking dark thoughts and I need some chips and dip. Yeah. He walks by me and he's like, it's like midnight. He's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, why would you look at me eating chips and dip and ask, what are you doing? It's obvious what I'm doing. You see exactly what I'm doing right here. No need to comment. Two mornings ago, my husband came in Sunday morning and was like, oh, I was just reading this article about how during the quarantine, people are having bad habits. Like they sleep too late. Um, check. 
They drink too much, check. They eat too much, check. They're not exercising, check. I mean, he's saying these things. He's just like, blah, blah, blah. And he's just like listing things off that I'm doing. And um, I sat up, I go, I get it. Okay, I get it. He goes, and, you know, like things are falling by the wayside, like, uh, like you know, hygiene and daily chores. Check. I was like, I will fucking kill you. I mean, I was like, get out of here. Get out of here with your articles. Get out. <laughs> Like, don't, the read dog your, don't read me your articles about quote people are doing this when you're literally talking about me uh it's like yeah somebody didn't um close the you know the door to the bathroom the dog got the toilet paper out of the trash can like somebody i'm like somebody right. somebody did somebody. Ooh, somebody 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 fed violet your little puppy that rib oh that that somebody was my husband mm-hmm. but it was mm-hmm. a i will not let him take full blame because i was like sure i think it's fine it's a bone yeah, I didn't I know, know they can't eat cooked bones. Now I know she's yeah. fine. She's, she's fine. okay. She's okay. She pulled through. All right, she pulled through. She pulled through. She made it to the other side. All right, let's talk about someone who is rocking the quarantine look before there was even a quarantine, and that is Lisa over in Nigeria, looking <laughs> real rough, looking like me right now on this call. Okay, first of all, when we have this whole scene, she does at one point change into a blue shirt and then puts that sweatshirt back on. Yeah. It was real strange because they're, so I guess they filmed that like the next day, but it looked like it was supposed to be like right in the middle of while he was gone the whole time. She's in that gray sweatshirt, which I recognize because a gray sweatshirt with the hood is my uniform. I have at least 20 of them and my daughter has the other 20. Um, So gray sweatshirt, I recognize, but somewhere in the middle of that, they're talking to her and she was like, well, he said he was going to leave for 20 minutes and I was going to take it out. She's in like a, a blue frock and her hair is down. You can't see the like two inches of gray roots quite as much. I was like, what? Bad, bad, bad editing. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, the situation is, is that he walked his friend out, his friend who's like, are you okay with this? Are you okay? Because all of his friends are constantly like, are you okay? Do you need help? Because he's obviously in a terrible situation. And he's like, oh, she just complains all the time and I can do nothing right. And I don't know if I can take this and da, da, da. And that was last week. This week, Mm -hmm. apparently he walks his friend to, I don't know, another town. Because he doesn't quote escorts his friend home and i'm like uh okay that took an hour two hours something like that and lisa is acting like that she doesn't have a full camera crew around her she's like i'm here alone i'm like no you're not (laughs) she's like i'm I'm scared for my life i open the door there's nobody there i'm like except like three tlc vans and Uh the person who's filming you right now but okay yeah, we open up with this shot of her complaining in the hotel room. We get a real close-up shot of an Angela situation with like a cup of water with a bunch of cigarettes floating in it. <laughs> so I was like, thank you, TLC. Um, and she says he went out to say goodbye to his buddy. And um, she walked out after 30 minutes and he was gone and he won't answer his text. And then 20 minutes after that, he comes back. So he's gone about an hour. Okay. And he comes in and she says, we need to talk. You said you would never leave me alone. You would never leave me alone, but you left me. And he says... You knew where I was. I told you where I went. And you said you were going to take a nap. It's not good for me to say I'm sorry. Morning, afternoon, and night. You're not a God. I'm always wrong. Yesterday, we have a problem. Today, we have a problem. I guarantee you tomorrow, we have a problem. I cannot live in prison. If this is how it's going to be, you go your way. I go my way. I go, what is the line? He goes, this is like a prison, except it's a prison in which my heart is boiling. And I'm like, ooh, that sounds awful. That was so stupid that I didn't even write it down. Um, so he walks out. And she just looks furious. Like she has no reaction. You would think baby girl Lisa would burst into tears with her man speaking to her that way. But she just looks at him like, I will fucking kill you. Like, this is it. Baby girl Lisa reacts much differently than Angela. And I know they've been compared for a while. But again, Angela has a great personality, even with all of her violence compared to baby girl Lisa. Baby girl Lisa is just a stick in the mud. I mean, who's yeah, Angela at least. Angela's funny, at least. She's at least funny. I mean, Lisa just sits there like a schlump on the chair, listening to him then get interviewed and smoke his hookah and just want Calgon to take him away in the next room. When the producers are like, well, how you doing? How's it going? She is just sitting in the other room <laughs> looking like a serial killer. Yeah. Staring so he straight tell- ahead. He- yeah. So he tells the camera, I can't go on like this. There's no need to get married. So when they go back inside, for some reason, she has on this different shirt. And that's when she says, the man who just left is not the man I fell in love with. So now she's back in her original outfit. And um, she says that when he left, he was in his, he was gone till two in the morning. So he says, you know, he has this opportunity to go to the United States and be an international superstar like he's always dreamed. So at two in the morning, he's smoking his hookah. 
is she barges in when he's talking to the camera and was like, nobody is perfect. You better make up your mind to do it quick. So he says, I'm scared. He says, I'm scared because if in Nigeria you're acting like this, like, what are you going to do in the United States? I've never insulted you, but you do to me and I take it. What's going to happen to me in America when I have nobody to run to? And that's the truth. You come here to stay for three weeks, but if I go to U.S., it's forever. I'll be scared to do it with the way you're acting. And then she goes, listen, I know my behavior is erratical, <laughs> but I'm jet lagged and I'm in a foreign country. <laughs> Let me tell you what, Spellcheck did not like that. It kept trying to change it. I was my like, behavior no. behavior is radical. I know my behavior is radical, oh but I'm God. jet lagged in a foreign country. She needs Michael from Love After Lockup to come on and be like, you got to be a little more strategic. You got to be pacific with your plans. And strategic. So they agree to try to fix their problems and they have a little kiss on the couch and um, she says to the camera, my fear is if we don't settle it, I'll return to America alone and this will destroy both of us. Whatever. She's going like, to have to take no. her rawness of her dog and hop back on that plane in her tight jeans that she's definitely going to get a yeast infection on the way back and just go home. She, he's never coming over. But I do feel like they're going to get married. I feel like we keep seeing weird photos that I don't know are photoshopped or not that is going to happen. Yeah, and she's got on um, the same outfit that Angela had on for her engagement party. And just like Angela, she's never looked better. I know. I swear to God, they need to, like, just keep these wraps on. She looks beautiful in that outfit. Oh, beautiful is a strong word, but she looks good. Yeah, she looks good. She looks better. She looks better. She looks. Yeah. She is very, like, all one color, and that color is Clint uh-huh. in yeah. these scenes. And she looks like she's more than one color. The other yeah, she's definitely a nice shade of Clint. <laughs> she totally is. Okay, so, oh my God, we have to save Ed and Rosemary for last. We have to, uh -huh. because, I, oh God, I don't know. If, are you okay after w witnessing what you did this week? You mean with Darcy and Tom? No, no, no. After seeing what you what we saw with Ed and Rosemary, like the most disgusting scenes ever. I mean, I was heaving, and I don't necessarily heave. <laughs> he is so gross he's so disgusting anyway okay we'll wait on him let's talk about Darcy and Tom first of all first of mm -hmm. all do you have anything to say for your boy Tom um, I will say it took him exactly lightning speed of 0.2 seconds to issue an internet apology for his rude comments towards mm -hmm. Darcy so um, the funniest thing is Frauded did put up on their Instagram this side by side of him saying I would never want to hurt you. Next, uh, next shot is have you put on weight? Um, Tom, how dare you? Now, lots of people on that post, the broadcast put up all these people. Of course, they have like zillions and zillions of people over there. All these people were writing under there like, look at his fat sister. All this stuff. I was like, all right, Ooh. let's stop. But they were like, he used to be fat too. I was like, oh my God. First of all, Darcy's not fat. She could not be Thank five you. to five to size four. I mean, she just has giant fake boobs, but she is a tiny little person. Also, like P.S. Who cares if she did gain a couple pounds when she flew over there to see him and she was wearing her short little jacket and changing in the bathroom and spraying her cooch with everything. And then she walked into that restaurant. She walked into a totally different person than what he had pictured on his gram on the ground. You're right. There's some and saggy he, some saggy tattoos under there. He yeah. had his snaggle tooth and his puff and he was like <laughs> looking like Harry Potter. I mean, I'm like, oh please, stop. And now he's shading her he lost a couple LBs and now he's talking about how she gained weight. First of all, you do not comment on a woman's weight ever. You don't mm -mm. do it on national T V, number two. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Number three, shut up, Tom. He's an asshole. Yeah. He's I an agree. asshole. He's a lot like Jesse, and I stand by that. I agree. All right. So he says, uh, <laughs> it hurts me. Again? It hurts me. It hurts me to say <laughs> that he was an asshole, but he was. He's a lot like Jesse. He's a gaslighter. He likes to be in control and he likes to act like he is superior. And it's like you chose to be with this woman and he chose it to be on TV, just like Jesse did. All right. So he says, yes, yeah. he says, Mary he says, you have to uh, seriously. You can't. He's not as bad. That. He's not as bad as Jesse. He's not, he's not as bad, as... but don't you feel like he's a bit? He's in that same lane. No, uh -huh. I think he's. I think he's an asshole, but I don't think he's as bad as Jesse. Okay, he's Jesse okay. adjacent. 
All right. <laughs> so, um, you know, blah, blah, blah. He wants to sit down and talk. He says, I hope she'll attack the problems and not the person. But, you know, I'm no angel myself. So they sit down. And that's when she's like, no, no, not comfortable. So they sit down and he says, like, they do a lot of small talk. He flew in from Canada. And then he says, how was Malta? And she goes, great. And um, big 45th birthday. Thanks for your um, happy birthday text. I waited the whole day for your call, but it's okay. I was like, and I was like, pull it together, pull it together. She starts losing it right away. I know she 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 pulls it together. She pulls it together instead of just, it's because she has, I think, allegedly, possibly not had any drinks at this point. So he says, you know, I did want to come and see you, but my schedule was busy. And she goes, oh, well, mm, thanks for fitting me into this now uh, lunch meeting. And he laughs, goes, coffee meeting. And then he laughs and he goes, actually, what happened to us? And she goes, well, um, this is the gaslighting right here where he opens up a conversation to talk about what happened as if he really wants to delve into it with her when really he is just there for more camera time and to insult her just like Jesse did to her a couple seasons ago. That is true. So she says, well, you shut down and leave and say we have another go. But, you know, I'm always left wondering. And then he says, I don't ever want to hurt you. That was never my intention. You huh. were my, you were my best friend that I spent time talking to for years. You were this lovely woman. But, you know, you have a certain set of things that you want, and I have a certain set. I want to know the person is there when I need them. And he says when they talk, she always is preoccupied about talking about herself. Now, that's probably true. I believe that. And he says, you don't even listen to what I'm saying, which is get to the point that I'm trying to get to. And she goes, well, you're trying to cover something up. And why don't you just go ahead and tell me? So then she says, you know, I know about your new girl. And he says, okay, the person from three weeks ago. Now, this is where I, I'm still with him at this point. I'm still with him. And this is where he says, oh, okay, the person from three weeks ago. I met Shannon three weeks ago in Milan at Fashion Week. Oh. Okay. You, well, okay. Whatever, dude. And, and he says. He still lives with his parents. We all know it. Okay. So he didn't go to Fashion Week and meet Shannon. So he says, I met someone who loves me the way I want to be loved. To say in three that weeks, to Darcy is that in three weeks. This is the same dude who said to Darcy, "Well, I I would have proposed to you if we would have gone to Grand Canaria. You never know." He totally lies and he says things to her to destroy her because she's very easy to destroy because she's a hot mess. She isn't. She is a nightmare. She's a mess. I love her with all my heart, but she's a total mess. He knows what he is doing, just like Jesse. He says horrible things to her like this. Three weeks ago, yeah. he met a woman who who loves him the way that he wants to be loved. Mm-hmm. That's going to make three her weeks. spin out for another three years. Three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So um, he says, you had everything of me in your hands and you didn't see it. You were preoccupied with other things. And it was hard for me to listen to the Jesse thing all the time. Your idea and notion of love is different than mine. I, I loved you like a, I love you like a sister now, now, like a sister. She was like, well, that's odd. Cause we boned. And he goes, I want to stay friends. And she goes, Oh wow. Thanks. Well, I don't think I want to be friends. So move on with your life. I want nothing to do with you. Okay. I'll take the check for the coffee. And he says, uh, okay, I- I'm glad. And as she's paying, he goes, try not to ruin the next one. And then she's paying for the coffee and going, mm, yeah, okay. Mm, yeah. All right. Fine. Fine. She's not crying. She's holding it together. Thank God. She's putting her shit away. And he says, did you put weight on? And she's like, what? She walks away. Everybody on Pillow Talk has screamed, thrown their pillows in the air, slapped their mama, jumped under their beds, and done flips. I mean, everybody on Pillow Talk has gone completely crazy. Molly of Molly and Cynthia goes, I would have risen up from that table and shown them just how many pounds I gained. (laughs) She's like, I would have come up there swinging like a helicopter. And I was like, oh, God, I would pay to see that. She says, "Mm, okay, enjoy your life. And he says, I will now that you're not in it. What a fucking asshole. uh, yeah. So she says he's not a nice person. He's disgusting. And he's pulling a Jesse. And the producer asked Tom, All do you think correct. this is final? Yes. And Tom says yes. And then she goes, yeah, I'm glad it's done. And he can just go. And that's fine. He's not perfect. I don't deserve to be treated that way. And no man will ever take advantage of me again. Now, she did say that <laughs> with Jesse. I understand. But but at least she is Darcy. Hear her roar. Darcy. And the next, I know. Yeah. But then we see previews for next time and she's sitting in a bed crying about needing love. And I'm like, Darcy, no, no. Pull it together. No. Walk down the street. Cry in the car when the cameras are gone. Oh, no. No. The producers oh. are asking her questions just to bait her. Oh, my God. Tell me, tell me how you felt when he asked you about your weight problem. <laughs> she's like, what? <laughs> weight problem. <laughs> Holy oh, shit. What an asshole. I am so glad that my hate for him has continued long and strong and wanted to get the friction on. Yes, I'm referring to 
a 90s song. Oh, my God. I cannot stand him. I, st- I, I, I feel validated in my hatred of him and saying he's like Jesse. And I don't care. I'm not saying that I told you so because I know my opinion of him has been different all along just for my own personal reasons. But I truly feel like he is needlessly cruel. And he was last season, too. And it, he kind of gets forgiven for that more than Jesse did. He's really mean to her a lot. He was mean to her when Stacy would gang up on her. He would do it with her. He was mean about leading her on about certain things. Talking about how she, like her personality is all wrong and everything. I'm like, you were after her for five years, basically. Like, why? Are, yeah. Oh, God. All right, I, I get it. All right. And then the weight What's... comment, he is dead to me for real. That weight comment was vile. Beyond. Beyond. Is someone knocking at your door? No, I did a mute because um, there's a helicopter. Oh, I hear it. <laughs> they come to yeah. drop supplies on you or on the pedophile? I hope so. I hope so. It's real close. They're coming so that's to take why. the pedophile away. <laughs> God, from your lips to God's ears. Oh, my God. Okay, let's go on to our last couple. Oh, All right. All right. Big Ed, Ed and Rosemary. Yeah. So they get back to the hotel, and uh, he said he's apologized, and she's given him a second chance, and he feels so much more comfortable now that he knows about her past. And he tells her, look, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go take a bath, and I want you to put on these robe and these slippers. And she was like, well, I have pajamas. And he goes, okay, great. So she, he goes, she goes in the bathroom, and he does some sort of like ninja excitement karate chop hi, 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 cha, move in the room to show his excitement like everybody was kung fu fighting <laughs> um and uh Current. he gets out he gets out the massage oil oh and says i'd like to order your finest champagne and he says out of respect he's gonna take it slow so she comes out of the bathroom in the robe and uh, the funniest thing on Paul talk they're like yeah give her a chance to dry her hair so she comes out with wet hair. And, also, it's um, like disgusting. He's preparing her for bed. I'm like, Bleh. it's just the, listen. That's that's just the base of what's disgusting. Oh, so everything is so. His voice that he adopts during this is full body chills. It's so weird. It's so weird. He thinks it's sexy, and it's a. He gives her the champagne and he tells her, I want you to relax and breathe and take off your robe. And uh, then he says, oh, my God, and just is all over her feet. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's what I wrote down. That's I'm not what so happened. I'm so proud of you. I'm it so How far Aaron, you have come. Aaron, that's what he wanted to do. That's what he wanted to do. Okay. There was a bonus scene also that I got a hold of that you'll see on More to Love probably later in the week mm-hmm. where he does... This little piggy went to market with her toes. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Why didn't uh-huh. I look at that thing that you uh-huh. said? My God. Okay, look at it. Look at the link. He goes, did you ever hear the piggy? The piggy rhyme? And she's like, no. And he goes, this little piggy went to market. This little Stop piggy it. went home. <laughs> this little piggy had roast beef. This little piggy had none. This little piggy went all the way home. And And then does he, like, tickle her belly like you would do to a child? Yeah, he goes the whole way up her leg. And she is gripping her champagne glass like it's going to crack in her hand. And I'm just like, throw that champagne back, girl. Throw it back. Get another one. This is going to go on for quite some time, and it's only going to get worse. Save yourself. Drink the whole bottle. Drink the whole bottle. So he's rubbing her feet, and and she was like, "Mm, I like. And then they ask about the, you know, what is Halik? Can I kiss you? And then... He goes, can I help you? And she goes, this place on the cheek. And he I goes, ah. and he goes in the middle. And she goes, this place, other cheek. And he goes in the middle. And she points to her forehead. Oh, anyway, he kisses her on the lips and he says, it felt like heaven. Yeah. It was and, like how I kissed my grandmother. It was like, Mwah. and then he says, I want her to feel my love and hold her and do things people in love do. <laughs> <laughs> that is how I feel, Aaron. So I just put a sock in my mouth. (laughs) He said, when he says, I want her to feel my love, Uh, gag around the nation at that and comments about that and do things that people in love do. I'm like, like, uh, pet your manis, like stroke through your hair. Listen, my husband and I love each other, but there's no manis going on here. Mm. Um, okay. So. They wake up the next morning and his hair is bananas. And 
um, the produ- he's trying to be sexy, like, how you doing? And flinging that hair around. And he's like, you look so pretty in the morning. She's like, Rah! gets under the cover, like a, like the teenager she almost is. His hair and- is hanging down like the yard toupee we dug up with the mud underneath it. It is flapped completely over on the one side. Yes. And he does think it looks hot. He keeps yeah. it like that on purpose. Yeah. He thinks it's like, he's like uh, Fabio, like, how you doing? Like flinging it around. And uh, current reference only. And um, <laughs> the producer is asking her in the hallway if they were intimate. And she's like, no, we say, uh, good night, go to sleep. That's it. And like, it pretends like to snore and put her head on the pillow. And the producer goes, that's what you did? And she goes, yeah, uh-huh. And she like runs away from the camera and comes back. And the producer goes, are you telling me the truth? She goes, I don't want to. <laughs> runs away from the camera. I wouldn't want to either. I wouldn't want to admit it either. I mean, that poor girl, has she not suffered enough? Oh, Ed says, last night we made love. And it was awesome. I'm on cloud nine. I can't wait to do it again. I think she enjoyed it, but she does not like my beard. Okay. No. So. And he does not like her hairy legs. And he decides to tell her that. While his hair is flung over, dripping with mayonnaise onto the pillow. He says, don't be mad, but I noticed your legs are mine, like they're hairy. So if you shave your legs, I'll shave my beard. And he tells the camera, I don't like leg hair. I think it's gross. Uh, We think you're gross, Ed. We think Um, you're gross. I think that you're lucky to have a girl leg hair or not. Exactly. Take that leg hair, braid it up, do what you got to do. Like, let her have her leg hair. Leg hair is awesome. And she was we're like, all going to have it in quarantine, yeah. so Ed, get used like, to it. I don't want to shave it. And he was like, okay, go ahead. So um, then he says, last night was awesome. I think the champagne got her excited. And the next thing you know, we were making love. Oh, and he, but he, his whole face like is reabsorbed into his body because he goes, it was awesome. And he like pulls back even further. I'm like, don't do that. You're going to stay that way. You need all the chin you can get. <laughs> oh, my God. So she goes back from the bathroom with the shaved legs and he, and she goes, here you go. And now you go. So he shaves. I was thinking this is not going to help him. And I was correct. It did not. Um, It's even worse. I don't know why she thought that would be better. I mean, she, I guess she doesn't want her face all scraped up by his nasty beard. She's just trying to do anything to save herself in whatever way possible. But he looks crazy. He looks like an unsheathed penis. Aaron. like that's what it looks like poking up through that collar (laughs) i don't care like listen i've already declared open season on ed because i hate him i'm just thinking that there's something what is i don't know if it's like the velastic pickle but there's some animated pickle that we see somewhere that's a pickle that wears like a little shirt and that's now what i'm got a picture in my head i was like a a pickle wearing a shirt yeah okay um i'm gonna find that he looked like he looked well I have already called him a potato walking around on two toothpicks and he's lucky that he got anyone to bang him leg hair or not exactly let alone a beautiful young girl like Rosemary who is just desperate to get out of there as we see when she takes him back to her hometown and he acts like he does not understand the poverty that she comes from even though he's been talking about it pretty much the whole time how the sisters asked him for money how they're really hard up he gets there and he goes this is like a third world country and annie on pillow talk goes it is a third world country ed that was crazy he goes i mean i've just never seen anything like it the poverty is terrible it's like a third world country they're like yeah it is a third world country i mean in the cab he's saying like you have air conditioning at your house i was like air conditioning she goes we have fan so um they get (laughs) we have fan they get to the town and they get out of the cab and people are lined up on the street staring at them. Lined, lined up. up. As I would and be too. Ch- I'd be in that yeah. line. Um, so he says, you know, I'm shocked at the conditions, but you know, but he can't back out. Now Prince with pulling up his pants, so cute, runs up to them is like, hi, and tries to hug mom. Mom gives him a little hug. He's like, say hi to daddy. Hi, here's daddy. Here's this daddy. This is horrifying. This is like a Nicole and Azen situation with May. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. And so he hugs Prince and he was like, yeah, I just am enamored by him. He's so cute. And, but you know, if I get engaged to Rose, I'll be a 54 year old dad to a four year old. So um, he meets Maria and he says, it's weird to meet her since she had asked for that money. And Maria says, uh, he's smaller than me and a little bit fat. Uh, have they not, I mean, did, weren't they not Skyping with him? I mean, they've seen him before. Yeah, exactly. And I also would like to remind Ed, they this dire situation is the only reason you got laid last night like he keeps yeah. acting shocked and it's like this is exactly why she is with you 
He doesn't yeah. understand that. Yeah. I mean, she's going to think his, uh, you know, two bedroom apartment with the uh, nudie pics all over the walls like a dream. Exactly. It, so they is go that with- really, truly not registering with him. Maybe not. He said he says many, many times, like I worry I'm just a meal ticket. I'm like, yes, uh, you're correct. Yeah, correct. So um, they go in and they meet the whole family. There's some other siblings and stuff there that we don't really meet, and it's I all just that was like really sweet. They I they too. laid out like a big meal for them, and they were all there to greet him. I'm like, we have seen many a 90 day reception that did not go like this. I thought that was yeah. very touching that they did that. Lots of food, and they say the dad's coming. He's like, because he's working on the piggy farm. Um, and Ed looks like he's already taken this um, silkwood shower. He is drenched head to toe. And he bows to everyone. He, and they're like, we don't bow. He's bowing, 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 bowing. Yeah, I don't know why he's doing that. If he thinks like I shake hand and I bow my head, it's really weird. And I think even even, um, he picks up a paper plate at one point and just starts waving it at himself. And I'm like, I've been there. I've been there where I picked a paper plate up and started using it as a fan. A paper plate's a great fan. And, you know, um, even David on Pillow Talk was like, I don't know why he's bowing. You don't do that. Anyway, so dad meets Ed and is giving him the side eye. And there's a a chicken at their feet. And it's like, oh, it's a chicken. Um, Ed... Asked Freddie, are you okay with me being with your daughter? Because I am one year older than you. <laughs> and his head, again, like you said, goes back into his body. <laughs> it goes all the way back. I gotta stop. I'm just, I'm losing it right now. Because I'm just picturing it happening all over again. And everyone at the table is just staring open, just baldly staring at him while he is nervously sweating. It's like the cartoon where the drips are coming full speed off of a cartoon character. Like, that's exactly what's happening to Ed in real time. Yeah. And Freddie's like, okay, I just want to know your intentions. And he goes, oh, okay, well, I want to get to know Rose, no games. I just want to go from there. And then Ed's like, I'd like to raise my you know, glass and thank you all for bringing me into your home and into Rose's life. And, um, you know, that was nice. And then he says to the camera, I still don't know if Rose was involved in asking for that money. And I and I worry I'm just her meal ticket. Mm-hmm. Yes, Ed, you yeah, are. I know. Like, let's yeah. all just come together and decide that <laughs> you're stupid. If you don't realize the only reason this woman is even paying you any attention, let alone letting you rub her feet and talk to you in that gross, disgusting voice is because you're yeah. her meal ticket. Period. And then, we, and then we get some sort of weird clip of uh, Rose hosing him off. Why? Like, what? Oh, my God. I am living for next week. I posted these screenshots on the Hey Bunky page because one of those, like, in-between commercial breaks. Yeah. yeah. They're like, Ed and Rosemarie follow their story. And it's her fully hosing him down like a wild animal in the corner. He's standing there, back turned to her. And then him dumping a bucket of water on his very mysterious looking chest. And then a rat See, running it by. It seems like it's been waxed. Yeah. This, a rat <laughs> runs by the size of a kangaroo. <laughs> and he's like, what is that? And she's like, oh, just a little mouse. And I'm she's like, like I, that's a I raccoon. Think little, I think it's a little mouse. I was like, that's a full armadillo. I mean. I am um, living for that scene. That's coming up next week. And also he's going to be forced to sleep in the same bed as dad and Rosemary. Or the, and the baby. bedroom. And the baby. Okay, so they're all sleeping together. She only has that one room. I Remember, know. they they lay out the the cot the the mat at night. They sleep on and they roll it up. I mean, that's that's their one room. So Freddie has to stay the night um, with Rose and Ed, and I guess the the prince as well. And uh, this is next week. And David goes in search of Lana in her hometown. He's just walking around to stores. Have you seen this woman? Have you seen this woman? <laughs> Have you seen of this woman? This photo of this woman? Wig askew. <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, they're like, no, that is a p- photo from 1987. So, um, right. uh, Avery wants to meet Taj and the ex-wife. And that seems like it's going to be a problem. Usman and Lisa are going to see his family and he's worried how his mother's going to react. And Lisa has on that outfit where she looks really nice. Uh, Erica says Stephanie has control issues. I think Stephanie just has issues. And, um, Stephanie says we have to quit arguing because we're just going around in circles and they already seem like they hate each other. Mm-hmm. And, um, Darcy is in her bed crying and she says she feels backstabbed and she does not want to be alone. She goes, nobody wants to be alone. Darce, girl, we want to see the spinoff, but get it together. 
Tom is the villain here. I mean, if anything, she's a hot mess. We all know this, but she has gotten more people on her team this week because Tom has revealed himself to be the true asshole he is. Uh, I need to talk about 90 Day Fiance. So what now is supposed to be coming April 20th at 9 p.m.? But now the quarantine one is coming. Are these going to be back to back? Is the quarantine one just going to be like little snippets between this what now? Because they don't have enough to make a full 30 minute episode. I do not know what's happening. And I will just say it plainly. Oftentimes TLC doesn't seem to either. And so I think we just have to wait and see what happens. See what happens on April 20th. Mm-hmm. See what happens what on April 20th. What shows will we get? Yeah. Yeah, what shows will we get and what will we be covering? I mean, whatever we can't cover here of 90 Day, we take over to Hey Bunky and we cover it there. So you guys can sign up for Patreon. Thank you to those who are supporting us. And if you can't, we'll still cover as much as we can on this podcast every week. We'll cover at least the anchor show that's on Sunday nights. Yes. You know, for sure. Okay, so tell us what's happening on Pain in the Pod this week. People are always looking for more podcasts. You guys go to Pain in the Pod and listen to Mary Payne's interviews with just a ton of podcasters out there if you're looking for new things to listen to because she really talks to some of the best. What are you doing this week? So this week, um, April 8th, I have an interview with Brandon, and I have to say it's slow because it's a hard last name, Sheck Snyder, Sheck Snyder, Brandon Sheck Snyder. So he has a podcast called Southern Gothic. And what it is, mm-hmm. is it's Southern stories that like you hear, like there was a couple on there. Like one, I was just kind of, you know, when I was going to interview him, I'd listened to it before, but I was sort of trying to go like deeper way back. And I found this one about the Chapel of the Cross, which is this church right by my parents' house that um, when I was in high school, that was like the scary place we would go and sit and drink our wine coolers, like to be scared because it was haunted. Mm-hmm. Um And he had the whole story of that Southern church and why it's supposedly haunted and the whole story about it. And all these stories of like the Bell Witch of Tennessee and all these Southern stories that you hear your whole life, but you have no idea. Like if my dad just made that up. Right. Um, But he goes all these stories. He's from New Orleans. So he's like, I grew up with these genealogist parents. We were at graveyards every weekend. My sister is an archivist in Louisiana in the museum system. He lives in Nashville and he um, has done all the audio on things like Miranda Lambert and Dolly Parton and all these amazing, amazing country records. So he's got a really interesting family and he just decided he wanted to tell these southern stories and actually find out what where they came from like what was the truth of this ghost story like what's the origin of the fable Mm -hmm. exactly like where did this old wives tale come from like one of them yeah one of them the the something something witch of yazoo city in mississippi i'm just remembering the mississippi ones he was like this was in willie morris's book um but um where did it come from? But then they could find records of that story from like the 1800s. So it didn't come from Willie Morris's book. It came from the 1800s and he researches it all to find out like where it actually started. It's pretty neat. I love that. It's called Southern Gothic. Southern Gothic. Yeah. And he was cute, nice and easy to talk to. And that always helps. Oh God, it does. Doesn't it? It really does guys. It really does. It helps that I can talk to you about the shit shows every week too. It's keeping me sane during quarantine. So, uh, yeah, I guess we're done. I just got a hilarious tweet I have to add in about Ed. Um, Ed Head is the new bedhead, says Iron Steph on Twitter. She just tweeted that at me. <laughs> she saw the picture. <laughs> I like that. I could, I could do a T-shirt that says that. But I don't I, want – I, I actually, no, I won't because I don't want Ed on any paraphernalia. I don't want him to become a thing because he's dead to me too. All right. I don't want um... – Ed head because that would mean I'd soaked my hair in some mayonnaise concoction. I mean, his hair was so greasy when he woke up. I was like, I think it's, you shouldn't put too much hot oil or mayonnaise on your hair. Or your hair will never get back to normal. Don't be like Ed. Don't be like Ed at all in any sense of the word. All right, guys. So we will come back at you on Hey Bunky this week. I will be putting out more. I think I'm, I'm not sure about this week, but definitely more episodes on my Pink Shade Patreon as we go. You guys can hit us up on on the gram or on Twitter. On the at, gram at Pain in the Pod or at Mary Pain Two, and at Erin Leah Martin is where I am. I will be recording with Jenny McCarthy this week, and not sure when that show will be up Thursday or Friday, but we'll be doing a Real Housewives roundup and talking about Ninety Day, of course. And you can join the Pink Shade with Aaron Martin Facebook group page if you just send a request and you can get right in. And there's plenty of people to talk to while you're on lockdown. Now, what were you going to say, Mary Payne? 
I so rudely interrupted you when you said Jenny McCarthy. It made me remember Jenny McCarthy has a hilarious TikTok account. And I know TikTok is what the young people do, but all the old people have infiltrated it. Not that she's old, but I'm saying people older than 20 have infiltrated it, which is funny in itself because there's a lot of TikToks about like, why are all these old people now on TikTok? Jenny McCarthy has the funniest TikTok where she just like sits in her pantry, shoving food in her mouth. Like, I mean, it's, and then, you know, because you sing along to like other songs and stuff. I mean, it's hilarious. It's, it's Mrs. Wahlberg is her TikTok. Yeah, it's very funny. She's locked at home with like five grown men. And she can't take it anymore. I get it. It's great. So anyway, I'm sorry. But when you said Jenny McCarthy, I could not wait to tell the people about Jenny McCarthy's TikTok. If you listen, you can join TikTok and just look at it. You don't have to have an account or anything. Okay, good. Because I don't want to join. I don't want to do another thing. I can't do another social media thing. I'm so bad at the ones I already do. Yeah, you could just look at it. Okay. And then the, whatever you click on that you like, it'll start filling your feed up with funny things. Like I get a lot of like mom posts and dog posts. Perfect. Whereas my kids get a lot of like, you know, girls shaking their ass because that's, that's probably what they're clicking. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, you guys, bunkies, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Be safe. And we'll talk to you very soon. Bye, Mary Payne. Bye. Bye.